1: <laughs> the Fall Guy, only in theaters May 3rd. we did PG-13.
0: Jazz got it down to five for a blink of an eye. Rockets answered on a 9-0 run. House for three left side. And it's a 20-point whitewash.
1: This is Derek Favors. Here's your Jazz Game Rewind. Hey there, Jazz fans. I'm Andrew Sorensen, and welcome to your first Jazz Game Rewind of the 2019 playoffs. Well, as you just heard, the Jazz did not have the best start down in Houston. They would open up the playoffs with a 122-90 loss to James Harden and the Rockets. And if you're willing, I will take you through exactly how and what happened down in Houston and really break down what the Jazz maybe need to improve before Wednesday night as they head into game two. Now, looking at this matchup on paper, heading into tonight, it was known that the Jazz had the best defense since February 1st, and Houston had the best offense since February 1st, and the question was, which one would prevail? And ultimately, the Rockets scoring 122 points, obviously the Jazz did not put up the best defensive performance of the year. And at the same time, the Jazz didn't necessarily perform very well on offense. But I will say it definitely wasn't because of lack of effort. The Jazz obviously came in with a defensive game plan to try to stop. And I emphasize that try to stop James Harden. And they held them to 29 points, which on paper looks like a lot. But if you know kind of the season that Harden has had, the type of offensive numbers that he's put up, That isn't too bad to hold him to 29 points. He was 11 of 26 from the field. If you go on all the social media right now, you'll definitely see the clip of Rubio trying to guard Harden from behind as he walked down the court, which looked very uh, different than how you would normally guard an opponent. But they definitely did not want him to get his step back three, and they wanted to not let him go left which they, for the most part, were able to keep under control and force him to pass out. After the game, Harden was asked about the Jazz strategy that they used against him, and this is what he had to say. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I've literally seen every strategy defensively teams can possibly do. So it's a matter of uh, continue to keep, you know, talking to your teammates throughout the course of a game and and putting them in in positions to be successful, whether it's knocking down shots or, you know, Clint around that basket. So uh, it's constant. It's every single play. That being said, the other players on the Rockets did a great job of taking on themselves the offensive burden that Harden normally would be driving to the basket to get. They would shoot 50% from the floor. On the other end, the Jazz would shoot only 39% from the floor, and I think that was a lot of their undoing. Number that really jumps off the screen is the fact that the Jazz shot 7 for 27 from three. That's 25%. And when you're taking on the team that Two times this season has set the NBA record for most threes made in a game. You can't necessarily trade two for threes. Your your three-point game has to be on point because you know the Rockets are going to come and launch a ton of long balls. And tonight they did just that in attempting 41 threes. They would shoot 36% from behind the arc, 50% again from the field, and 91% from the free throw line. Now, I want to get back to the statement that I made that this was not for lack of effort. And although, yes, they did lose by 32 points, which is huge, especially in the playoffs, the Jazz did keep this game within reach for most of the game. In that fourth quarter, the Rockets did get hot from deep and they pushed the lead up to 32 points. And I don't want to ignore the fact that they lost huge, but Throughout this game, the Jazz did keep fighting. They did keep pushing, trying to find a way to get their offense to click. Entering the third quarter, they were down by 15. They would start off that quarter by going on a 13-4 run and cutting it to five points. Let's listen in to just how that sounded. Here's the voice of the Jazz, David Locke and his partner, Ron Boone. We're at the 9.30 mark of the third quarter. The score is 62-52, Rockets.
0: Rockets are less good in the second half. They are in the first. Here's Capella attacking. Favors goes up with him. They meet at the apex. Capella short with a shot. Rebound comes down to the Jazz. Rubio goes behind his back. By Harden to the window. Layup God, Oh, Ricky. Beautiful move. A behind-the-back drive and an underhand scoop of the score. And the Jazz have cut the deficit down to eight. 64-54. They trailed by as many as 17. It's now down to eight on the Jazz Radio Network. The Jazz have done some things well tonight. And right now the defense is creating some offense. The other thing the Jazz have done well is they have kept all Rockets players other than Eric Gordon off the free throw line. Eric Gordon has four free throw attempts. Those are the only four free throw attempts By any rocket. It was only the fifth time that James Harden played a first half of basketball without a free throw this year. In the meantime, the Jazz have attempted 15. Having a pretty good night from the free throw line there as well. Above the break three-point shooting was one of the things we talked about with the Jazz. And they are one of six tonight. The Jazz were 18 of 85, 21% against the Rockets in the regular season on the above-the-break three. That, for whatever reason, Jazz are not a great three-point shooting team, though they turned out to be ninth best in the NBA. Largely predicated on the corner three. All right, see what the Rockets do out of the timeout. The Jazz back within eight, 62-54. Rockets led by as many as 17. Hand-off to Chris Paul, Ingles guarding. They want him to go left. He snakes back to his right. Gobert on him. Finds Capella for the roll in the dunk. If Gobert switches, somebody's got to get Capella. Well, Joe Ingles, I thought, was trying to get back and get in front of Chris Paul instead of staying with Capella. I don't know if that was a defensive, Ten what they point wanted point. to do or not. Ten-point game. They switch out to Ingles. He has to take a dribble to his right to fire the three, and he hits his first field goal of the night. Joe was very good in the playoffs last year against the Rockets, as his first field goal here, 64-57. James Harden in a runner's crouch attacks, scoops to Capella for another dunk. And Rudy frustrated takes those dunks personally. Yes. And Capella's got 14, especially when it's his man and he's helping out. It's not you on know. him though. Yeah, I know that, but and but big men think that way, believe me. And I'm helping you, someone has to help me. 66-57. Rubio pick and roll, lobs to Rudy and he dunks. I think the rim has become the hallowed ground that people want to sneak into all the time now for all the 3 talk. Here's Harden, drives with the right hand at Gobert, misses the floater. Rebound tapped by Donovan off the hip of Gobert, loose on the ground, picked up by Donovan. Donovan wearing his brand-new spider shoes, takes a left-hand dribble into the lane, shoves off, pushes up a shot, and scores! And the Jazz are within five, 66-61.
1: As far as Jazz players go, I'm going to give the player of the game to Ricky Rubio, who missed a handful of games entering the playoffs, but would start off strong with 15 points, 5 of 11 from the field, 6 assists, and 2 steals. Gobert would have 22 points and 12 rebounds. Off the bench, Jay Crowder would lead all scorers with 9 But you look over at his field goals, one for nine. Most of his points obviously came from the free throw line, six for seven from the charity stripe. And going down the box score, you look at the field goal percentages of these players, and it was just an off night offensively for these guys. And 39% from the floor obviously is not going to get it done against a team with the caliber of the Houston Rockets. Now, if you've not gotten enough of this game, and I don't blame you, you can always head on over to LockedOnJazz.net to hear David Locke and Ron Boone's postcast as they record a little snippet immediately following the game of their thoughts and impressions on what they just called, as well as read David Locke's game notes empty in the noggin where he'll bullet point stats and facts that he saw throughout the game so he can reference it going forward. Now, again, the Jazz take on the Rockets on Wednesday night in Houston, but then, of course, the Jazz return back here on their own turf here at Vivint Smart Home Arena. If you have not experienced playoff basketball here you are missing out. Do not forget to get your tickets at utahjazz.com. It is an exciting atmosphere and something you will never forget. Again, that is at utahjazz.com. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of your Jazz Game Rewind. Not quite the outcome we were all hoping for, but things that they can work on and build on going into game two. I'm Andrew Sorensen. Thank you for listening. And I hope to see you on Saturday night.